Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talk to Defeat ALS podcast. I am your host, Tony Heil, Director of Communications and Public Policy here at the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter. Uh, we are now in the month of March 2019, though if you're listening, it could be April, May, or a whole different year, because that's how the internet works. And uh, today, um, for March, it's Social Workers Month, and we're, as a chapter, very proud um, to have many social workers working here who contribute so much to the ALS mission and make our chapter the success it's been for over 40 years. Before we get into my discussion today with Wendy Barnes, social worker with the chapter, um, I advise you to go to our website, alsphiladelphia.org, to learn more about where you can access our care services, talk to the people at the clinics, learn where our clinics are. You can also donate there, volunteer, become an advocate. You can do everything you need on our website, alsphiladelphia.org. Follow us on social media, all at ALS Philadelphia, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think that's it. So with all of that, I'm asking Wendy because she is phenomenal. She's been here for more than a minute, been doing a lot with the ALS cause. We've talked before on this podcast. So Wendy, thanks for joining the podcast again today. Thank you, Tony. I'm glad to be invited. Yeah, well, I'm glad when you're here. You're not always in the office. You're everywhere. Right, I travel a little bit, yep. A little bit. So our focus this month is about the social work people in our chapter, all the work you guys do, and showing some appreciation. So the question starts with, when and why did you become a social worker? So I knew I wanted to be a social worker um, dating back to high school. That was really my, when I, you know, wanted to go to college, that that was going to be my degree. Um, Did you know anyone else who was a social worker? No, I had really no experience. I always, my, my high school summer job was working in a daycare. Um, and, but I just, I, I had, um, an idea that I wanted to be an adoption social worker. I was really interested in the adoption field. Um, so when I was in high school, you know, it was social work all the way, um, did my research, um, found an accredited, um, social work school at Elizabethtown College. And then when I graduated from there, went right for my master's at Widener University and then started my career. That's great. And then did you immediately get into ALS work or were you doing other things first? No, it, uh, mine's kind of a funny story. I started off in early intervention, so working with uh, children with special needs. Um, then I w- eventually worked in a rehab hospital in Allentown. Um, I did a little bit of work in home care and I did a little bit of work in hospice. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting that I had um, experiences in all of those different fields and it was tremendous um, education for me when I entered the ALS field um, because I really, I, I really was um, all of those different disciplines and those different, um, the hospice, the home care, um, the rehab, you know, I learned what a PT, uh, an OT and a speech therapist was and what they did. Um, and I really needed all that background information when I started working with ALS. Wow, that, that is a, and all of those things sound challenging and complicated. They're, people don't really understand all the complexities that a social worker has to deal with no matter the field they're in. Even if you were doing adoption type things too, all of those are complicated regulations, complicated populations right. of people. So it's that's tough. Right, right. So, you know, it, it's important for me, you know, I need to know what a physical therapist does, you mm-hmm. know, so and that if a family asks me, you know, for information on equipment, you know, I, I have, you know, I've, I'm certainly not an expert on it, but at least I have background um, and I can, um, 
you know, and, and, and all those types of community resources, home care, hospice, you know, I have conversations about all of those topics almost every day with, with our families. And from my experience, both having ALS in our family and being here, one of the things I think that all of our families need, because for almost all of them, 95% or more, never had ALS in their immediately immediate life. So one of the things you bring with that experience and others do is helping them know what questions to ask, right? Because right. you have this background. Right. Like, well, so you'll answer their general questions, but then you might direct them to, oh, you should ask about this. Here's uh, something you'd be prepared for. So they might be very smart people, probably are, but I wouldn't know what to ask until I come to right. someone like you. Right. I mean, we're, we're here to provide resources and information, you know, mm-hmm. um, and education. So, and, and you know, there's a lot of, of um, different topics that we can provide information on. You know, just depends on what's going on in that person's life at that time. You know, whether it's information on how to apply for disability services or how to find a, a, a local home care agency to come in and help with bathing and dressing, or maybe even just a local counselor. Who can they go talk to? Um, and, you know, so we, um, we delve into a lot of different things. And, and, and that, I think that's what keeps our job interesting, too. You know, we're not talking about the same thing every day. The, each family has different needs, and, and we can um, find those resources together. And the disease is very overwhelming, especially at the start, right? Correct. So your job is to make it a little bit less overwhelming, even though you have a lot of information to kind right. of throw at somebody. Right. So I guess you guys develop strategies as social workers and make that presentation right. um, less daunting. Yeah. And I mean, when we meet a family for the first time, you know, they have usually a multitude of questions. So what we try and do is scale back and, and, and try and talk about what, what's what's the immediate need. What what Let's pick two things to start working on, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's we need to get the disability paperwork in because you can no longer work you know what we try and do is scale back Let, let's talk about a few things to work on and, and get accomplished and then we'll start dealing with the other things um, so we really try and, and stay focused on what the immediate needs are knowing that there's going to be needs down the road as well um, but you know we can only work on so many things at one time so I think families have appreciated that kind of feedback you know they see that they're they're overwhelmed and they feel like they need to do 20 things at once and i think our role is to you know let help them focus let let's pick a few things that we can work on let's get those accomplished and then we can start working and looking down the road as another social worker said melissa call and as you're saying it brings it to mind you guys are problem solvers first and foremost Mm -hmm. Uh, so we know why your wide breadth of experience makes you good at this and what a social worker does in the chapter but you started with the ALS Association, with ALS in general, over 15 years ago, right? Yeah, back in um, 2000, I was working at Good Shepherd Rehab Hospital, and um, I was just working in rehab, um, nothing to do with ALS. And there was an actual ALS support group that was held at Good Shepherd. And the social worker that was running the group um, was going um, was leaving. Um, and I was the last social worker hired in the rehab hospital. So I was low man on the totem pole and they said, um, we want you to run this group. Well, I had no, no experience with ALS. Fortunately for me, the nurse that co-facilitated the group, um, had been, um, working at Good Shepherd in the MDA clinic. And so she had a wealth of knowledge about ALS, 
I walked into my, you know, my first group knowing nothing, um, but she taught me everything I needed to know. I, I, I listened, you know, for, I would say, you know, maybe, you know, for months, I just listened to her and I listened to the families and that's how I learned. Um, and so I've, this will, I'm into my 19th year of, of running a group in the Lehigh Valley. And then from running that group, you ended up working for the chapter. After right, time, right, right. So when I was, um, I was still employed at Good Shepherd. I was contracted with to run the group. Um, eventually, they asked me to start doing some home visits. Because our families are so spread out over three states, they, they needed somebody to do home visits in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, gratefully, you know, I was thankful to be asked started doing that and then as my job changed um, and I had children um, I came to work for the ALS Association part-time and as my kids grew up I started adding more hours so now I'm full-time I've been full-time for quite some time um, and this is this is where I see myself staying in this career and 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 continue with ALS until you know the day comes for retirement yeah now you're part of the multidisciplinary team at the Lehigh Valley Health Network and so you um, you understood that when he got there. I, had you ever worked in that kind of clinic before? No, no. So I you um, kind of developed that then. Right. So I was connected with Dr. Glenn Mackin at the clinic at the time um, that he was interested in running a clinic and, and, and organizing a clinic. And being the local social worker, um, we got together and with the help of the chapter, we we established our clinic. Um, we were in, in, in a small basement office at the hospital. Um, now we're in a beautiful neurology suite um, um, on the same campus. Um, but yeah, we, it, it, we were together about 15 years um, and developed that clinic and it's still running today. Um, so, you know, we're, it started out small and now we see an average of 65 patients at any given time. That's a lot. I mean, it's hard to keep that in, in your head, I think. Uh, so that's what you got got you here. That's what you've kind of grown. It's really something to be proud of for yourself and anyone at that mm -hmm. clinic. Um, so what are the challenges for you with either being a social worker or being a social worker for the ALS cause? Well, I think it's, it's there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot involved. Um, ALS affects, you know, the, the, the person with it, the caregiver, the family, their community. Um, you know, I, I think for me, it's, you know, have we done enough? Have we, have we given enough information? Um, there's always, there's always something, you know, that I think we feel that, you know, could we have, could we have given more information? Could we have said that better? Um, but I think, you know, we work as a team with the families. They keep us in check. We keep them in check. Um, and that's what's really nice about the relationship, that we can, we can work together. Um, they provide us with information, and, and we, we try and get them as connected as, as we can, you know, whether it's helping with paperwork, it's getting them connected to a group, it's helping find a volunteer. Um, you know, w we can't fix everything, but we, we certainly try to, 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 to provide as much help as we can. So one of the complexities is wanting to provide as much, one of the challenges is providing as much help as possible and the complexities of the disease and the family is a lot to put in your head with any one visit. Right, right. And, you know, there, right now we have, I probably have 70, 75 patients in the Lehigh Valley and it's hard to divide your time between that many families. So sometimes it's just a little overwhelming. You wish you had more hours in the day so that you could reach out a little bit more, maybe do a few more home visits, um, maybe spend a little bit more time on the phone, but when you have, you know, a lot of families in need, you know, that, that can be a challenge too, that you can, uh, you need a, 
you want to be able to, to spread yourself far, and sometimes that's just not always possible. And in addition to those 75 families, you run the chapters Howard Abrams in Home Care Program. Correct. So you have that big workload plus the challenge of administering that program to any person that needs it, right? Right. So I, I have I wear a lot of different hats with the chapter. I've never seen you wear a hat. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really a hat person, but um, yeah. So if I had I, hair that looked nice, I would never wear a hat. There, there wear you a hat go. There you go. So yeah, I um, I facilitate um, the in-home care and the accessibility program through the chapter. Um, I attend the clinic. I run the support group. I do home visits, um, and it, it it actually it brings a lot of variety to my day. Um, so I think that helps. Um, I think that helps me stay focused um, because I, I I do have. No, no day is, is, is the same, and I think that helps um, actually get through the days because you get to do, you know, I'm not stuck in the office all day. I'm not stuck doing paperwork all day. I can be out in the field. I can be visiting families. Um, you know, my group in the evening that we do once a month is, is phenomenal. You know, we, I only get to see them once a month, but, you know, it's just it's such a different venue to be with um, multiple people dealing with ALS and their caregivers in one room um, all together. That's, I, we keep hearing about so many families who find value in those groups, and it's something that I don't think we publicize enough because, you know, we can't, you don't really raise money off it. It's a private thing a lot of the time, so you really don't get the stories from it that you can put out there without sharing too much. Um, but we hear so many good things about every one of the resource groups from the people with ALS who talk to us at walks or their events. I think it's probably the most valuable starting point. Right. Yeah. It, and it's, it's an opportunity for everybody to be together in a very informal setting mm-hmm. um, and just and just sharing with each other, just talking, uh, learning from each other. Um, I just had my group on um, Tuesday night and one of our patients was turning 79 years old and her sister and niece flew in from Holland and they came to the group that night, which we you know, which was which was incredible. You know, we, we had these two extra caregivers in that day, flew in from Holland for her birthday, and they joined us at the group. I mean, that, that typically doesn't happen. Well, it would be weird if it did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nor- yeah. Normally we have visitors from Holland. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. So it was, it was neat, and I think, I think the rest of the, um, the families at the group, you know, just thought that was really special as well. And, and one of the challenges, one of the bright spots I know of those groups is, um, making everyone feel comfortable is not easy to do, especially if they're new. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, I assume, really great that you know that they can bring people and it doesn't disturb the atmosphere of that group. Right. Like, everyone can grow and make right. everyone feel comfortable. Right. It actually helps, you know, the, the more people you have coming, the different experiences, the mm-hmm. different stories, you know, if, um, you get to know each other pretty, pretty well um, in, in these meetings and... Um, you know, the, it's it's amazing to watch um, the the families that have been there for a while welcome a new family. It's um, it's 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 an, it's an incredible thing to watch because they they know what they're going through, um, and to to welcome them and talk about you know what's helpful. It's just it's it's neat that the it comes full circle within the group. And that's really how our chapter was founded because there was early groups. And those discussions, both with Felice Weiner, who was the chapter's founder in 77, which was forever ago, um, or with Ellen Phillips, Ben Orenstein, there was those groups. And the whole purpose of the AL Association, 
including Howard I. Abrams, who was in right. the runner's program, was to make people feel welcome. And once they feel welcome, we can provide them with more care. Right, right. So those are some of the challenges you presented yourself with or you're presented with and how you um, make the best of them to help people. Whether it's this year or in the future, what are you hoping to do as a social worker in the chapter that would, you know, be very fulfilling or for yourself or for the cause? Yeah. One of, one of the things I want to do more of in the Lehigh Valley is some um, is is to develop some more programming for caregivers mm-hmm. um you know we i want to i want to do some fun things i want to do some creative things i want to um not always talk about als um so one of my ideas is you know there's these painting parties are really popular out yeah. in the community my I would, yeah i would love to get um so that's kind of on my agenda for this upcoming year let's schedule that you know um and uh you know that funny one with this professional wrestler kane and he's like this 350 pound guy like seven feet tall and there's all these normal sized people like you and me and then there's this big guy he's holding up the painting he did at it but everyone got together right, nice. right. and it's just a fun night and, and we don't have to talk about als right. that night we can talk about our our painting uh skills mm-hmm. and and you know um so that's what that's one of the things i kind of have on my agenda f- and one of my goals for this year is is to do some some something different you mm-hmm. know um try and get more caregivers in our community whether it's just for a cup of coffee you know because i think they again they they want to talk to each other and we just have to be able to provide the avenues to do that yeah that's a really great thing that helps with the walk too with, with all those things because you build a community helps with the walk mm-hmm. and defeat ALS and other events um, so and I'm really glad you said that you want to do something different mm-hmm. as opposed to I just want to add more hours to this or right. another group so but you also you're the lead person in a way for the Lehigh Valley Walk because you promote that at the, at the clinic and you do right. all sorts of other things uh, so um, can you just give a little bit of background about the Lehigh Valley Walk and people can get involved now right yeah, we, we're always looking for, you know, families to get involved and form teams. And we're also looking, um, always looking for volunteers for our walk committee. Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet once a month um, and, and plan the walk. We start in January for our walk that's in October. Um, we try and come up with some creative things, kind of something kind of new that we want to promote um, at, at this um, upcoming walk is um, we were trying to get some... Um, um, animal vendors like you know veterinarians and things like that because actually at the iron pig stadium in allentown they allow dogs to walk on um the warning track and they we they allow animals to do the walk with us so one of our kind of our ideas was to um um, bring some pet vendors out and have Mm -hmm. a little pet area and maybe they you know the vendors can display some of their items that they're selling and but also just to you know we want it to be not only kid friendly but friend, you know pet friendly um so just you know each walk we we try and do something a little bit different focus on something a little bit different but um it's a great place um what i enjoy most about the walk is when the family see each other you know whether they're connecting at clinic or at the support group or maybe a caregiver event that's going on you know they get there and they see that they're not alone they're there they see that there's this whole community of people and it's it's really a happy day um you know some people i think i've, I've been told many times that they feel like the walk is going to be a real sad thing 
and afterwards they'll tell me it was nothing like that you know that it was it was a feel-good day a lot of our families have picnics at their homes afterward it's kind of a party day for them um to celebrate to celebrate you know um being with each other and 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 remembering those that we've lost and um yeah it's it's just it's a it's a really it's a really great day um and we typically have great weather in october um, so we welcome anybody that's interested can reach out to me or Tony and um, we'll get you information. But we're always looking for new and fresh ideas. Yeah, you can go to our website, www.alsphiladelphia.org. There's a walk button there to click. And then your email is? Wendy at alsphiladelphia.org. I, I didn't want to step over you and say it for you. <laughs> um, and uh, it's also, I've never, I've had some sad experiences at any event because I recognize where someone's and the disease, but I've never been to a sad walk at any of them. I've been to dozens of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, even when someone has just passed away, which is terrible, it is a bonding experience. And, uh, people get together nicely. Uh, so, And it's really good as a social worker. The social workers all get involved in all the walks in some way, shape, or form. Yep. And you get to see people at their best on those days. Yeah, we have hospice social workers that come. We have the clinic social workers that come. You know, it, it's... Um, you know, it it's really neat for me to be able to connect with other socials. Where we we have multiple social workers at the chapter, at the clinics, um, and and we need each other. You know, part of social work month is you know, um, is getting together with each other, and um, it's nice to have that support system out there. So we you know we I tap into social workers in the community all the time just to brainstorm. Uh, get a cup of coffee, talk about our own lives. Um, you know, you really do develop a bond because we have, you know, we have the same vision. So. Well, that's a nice transition to the last part of this in, in terms of, because we talked about why you became a social worker, why you joined the chapter, some of the challenges of the complexities of the disease in your job, what you're hoping to do, do things differently, which is exciting because it's hard to do that. Um, and now you're talking about, um, you know, why social work is, inv- is, is valuable and maybe also what kind of resources you might know of that can help people who either want to be social workers or who are social workers. Yeah, I mean, there. what's nice about the social work field is you. there are so many different roads that you can take. Um, you know, I wanted to be adoption and ended up, you know, spending my whole career in the medical, you know, as a medical social worker. Never, I did an internship in college in adoption, thought that's what I wanted to do. But once I had the experiences I did when with the job, that I had, you know, medical social work was for me. Um, you can get involved in research as a social worker, work in a hospital setting. Um, you know, there's just so many different ways and, and uh, areas um, in the social work field that you can get into. It might be one-on-one counseling. You know, it, it could be so, you know, you may have a, a strong interest in one area but not in another, and, and you can really lead yourself to what you enjoy. So those are some, some ways that people can think about what they can do as a social worker. Um, are there any websites or things you recommend or groups? Well, or there's they- the National Association of Social Workers is NASW, mm-hmm. um, and they have chapters um, just kind of like the ALS Association does. They have a PA chapter, um, wonderful information on their websites. They offer all kinds of educational um, webinars, um, they have they have local meetings, um, so it's it's it is a neat way. There's um, Kutztown University does a um, 
uh, a big social work conference twice a year that I always attend. And it's amazing to be in this room full of newly graduated social workers to somebody who's been working in the field for 50 years. Um, and it's it's that great networking. Um, we all sit and have lunch together. Um, it's just amazing to see that many social workers fill up an auditorium at a university. That's exciting. And there's, it's good to see more people wanting to do it. So I'm glad that social work's so valuable. I'm glad that our chapter values it. It's a core part of our organization. Um, and so I know we appreciate everyone that's doing it. Um, Wendy, thanks for joining the Talk to the PVALS podcast. Is there anything else you want to say before we... Oh, I appreciate being asked. This is, yeah, I don't get the opportunity to do this very often. I know I've done one on in-home care, so it's kind of fun to talk about um, what I do specifically um, and what, what led me to my career. So oh, I'm happy to do it whenever you want. Okay, I'll, I'll knock on the door more often. There's all these stories okay. to tell, and it's all valuable. So uh, if you want to learn, contact any of our social workers, go to our website, www.alsphiladelphia.org, and you can contact staff through there, find all of them in your area, or go to your clinic and find out who to talk mm -hmm. to and get some information. They can give a lot of tips, lots of help, and uh, more importantly than giving advice is listening. That's the best part of your job. Yep, Most absolutely. Um, so go to our website and uh, find us on social media, all at ALS Philadelphia. Um, and I hope that this year you'll join a walk to defeat ALS, either in Lehigh Valley or near you. Um, or you'll just donate, volunteer, advocate in your own way. Maybe you'll come to Advocacy Day again this year Yep, yep. Love Great. going to Harrisburg. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Wendy. Thanks for everyone listening. And uh, please share and help raise ALS awareness and raise awareness of our great social workers. Thanks, Tony.